This is Judaism 101.9 with Rabbi Michael Katz of Elovo. Hi, and a very good afternoon to you. It's been a while since we've chatted, uh, you know, when they make uh, public holidays on a Wednesday, like it was last week. It means we don't have the opportunity to get to speak. Um, so, unfortunately, we've had to miss out one week. Last week, would have wanted to tell you all about um, events um, last week, but uh, that means we just project forward and can talk about things coming up during this next week. And, of course, it is getting to the, what would we call it, the business end of the year from a Jewish point of view, because right now we are sitting at just over five weeks to Rosh Hashanah. I mean, that's quite a quite a daunting thought if you think about it. Um, in fact, on Tuesday and Wednesday of this coming week is Rosh Chodesh. And Rosh Chodesh means that this is not just any Rosh Chodesh, not just the beginning of any month, but it's actually the beginning of the month of Elul. And that means that we're a month away from the big day. We're a month away from Rosh Hashanah, from next week, Wednesday. That's when the month starts. That's when it is the first of the month of Elul. And that's when we really begin our count up to Rosh Hashanah and to Yom Kippur and all the wonderful things that that brings with it. But how do we actually get into the mood? How do we get into the mode and how do we get our heads around the fact that Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Shmini Atzeret, Simchat Torah are all just about upon us and there is so much to do and so much that we could and should be focusing on and so much that we should be thinking during this period of time in order to get ourselves into that right frame of mind, into that right headspace. Because as we well know, Jewish New Year is not just a big bang theory. It's not just about um, everything going up in smoke. It's not just about um, the parties and the celebrations. It is it's so much more because really what we truly believe is that when it comes to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we have a brand new lease on life. In fact, everything in the world has a brand new lease on life and especially us. As human beings and us as Jews celebrating, commemorating the advent of this brand new year, which we believe, of course, is the birthday of the world and Rosh Hashanah celebrating man's birthday all of 5,778 years ago that Adam, the first man, was actually created on Rosh Hashanah day, um, according to our Talmud and the way it researches it and puts it across to us. So we're talking about 5,778 years ago that the man, Adam, was created, the first man that came into this world. It is man's birthday. And on a birthday, just like on anybody else's birthday, it's not, as we know, all about the parties and the presents, but it's rather about what are you going to do with the time that has been allotted to you? What have you done with this past year? And more importantly, what are you going to do with the year that lies ahead? How are you going to focus your full attention to making the coming year a much, much better year, not only for you, for your loved ones, for your family, for those immediately around you, but perhaps for your community and perhaps then for your country and perhaps then for all mankind. What are we going to do to make this a year not just a year to remember, because memories fade into oblivion at some stage, but not just something that is going to just pass us by. But how are we going to gear ourselves up and take this all 
rather seriously um, in thinking about how to make the coming year a far, far better year uh, for ourselves in every realm. And we're not just talking about better in terms of um, the year that passed, but better in terms of all years, making this coming year to coin or to utilize the old phrase, the best year of your life. How are we going to do that? And what are we going to do about it? Well, the good news is that it all begins in this coming week. And in fact, if we take a look at this coming Shabbat, we read the Parsha Re'eh, where beautifully poised, it tells us, Re'eh, Anochi noten lifnechem hayom bracha uklala. Now, perhaps sometimes incorrectly translated that last word, klala, we usually translate as curse. In other words, God says, Re'eh, behold, take a look. Anochi noten lifnechem hayom, I've placed before you today, bracha uklala, a blessing and a curse. It's not really a curse um, because um, there are other words for curses in Torah, but perhaps the word klala means an absolute lacking. There is no blessing within it. You can either go through this or go into this with a bland, apathetic, um, let's call it more of the same kind of an attitude, or you could go in with the bracha kind of an attitude. How are we going to lift these coming days, make this coming year one that is filled with bracha, one that is filled with blessings, one that is filled with all the great and right and beautiful positive energy. Um, How are we going to do all of that? And where do we actually begin? Well, it begins, as we said, this coming Shabbat, when we bless the new month, we say a bracha, we say a blessing for the coming month, of Elul, which, as we said, will dawn upon us on Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. So when I speak to you next, please, God, it will still be Rosh Chodesh Elul. We'll be able to elaborate a little bit more on uh, the coming month of Elul. But right now, we've got to start uh, getting our buttons polished and getting our uh, suits pressed and getting ourselves into the right kind of frame of mind because Elul is all but upon us. And it is rapidly approaching. It's getting there very, very, very quickly. And there are so many things that we do in the month of Elul which really just highlight the idea of how we are to look forward to this coming year and what the coming year should and will, please God, bring for all of us, which is blessings, health, happiness, all the wonderful things that we hope and pray for and that we think about all the time. So, what does this month of Elul that is rapidly approaching really represent? What is it truly all about? Well, it's interesting to note that our sages have spent a tremendous amount of time, effort, energy, and words to describe this special month. And uh, all but um, too often, we relate it back to several psukim, several verses in the Torah, which capture really what this month is all about. Number one, and in no particular order, perhaps the best known, is the statement that is made in Talmudic sources. Of course, we speak about it um, quoted all over the place in Halacha, in Jewish law, is the famous line from Shira Shirim from the Song of Songs, which says, Ani dodi v'dodi li. I am to my beloved, and my beloved is to me. Not as some would translate it, that Dod is an uncle. I'm to my uncle, and my uncle is to me. No, we're not talking about God being our uncle. We're talking about God being our Dod, a Yedid, a very, very dear and near one. Well, within that, there is something 
very, very beautiful and uh, profound, and that is that Hashem is our best friend. Hashem, God, is our closest ally. He knows everything about us, and we should know everything about Him. And the same way as He gives to us as a great and giving and kind and benevolent friend um, does to His best of associates, so should we to Him. And the idea of Anila Dodi Vadodi Li, which is really borrowed from a very kind of a symbolic love poem between um, two individuals, between two people, is really meant to be a metaphor for our interaction, our um, bond, and our commitment to God, as God is committed to us. Anila Dodi, Vadodi Li. As I am to God, so he is to me. As God is to us, so we are to him. And this is really the underlying theme of this very, very beautiful month. How do we work on that? What is really our absolute connection with God? Well, there are so many different ways within which we can and we do connect. But nothing can be more powerful than the very, very beautiful um, uh, time that we are supposed to spend each and every day in something that has been named prayer, tefillah. Now, we've spent a lot of time on this show over the last years trying to elaborate upon and trying to delve into the various different prayers. And I've probably told you more often than not, but if you haven't heard it before, um, the prayer from, prayer from a Jewish point of view and from a uh, basic traditional point of view from Judaism is not about requests. This is not about me contacting God and asking him for something and God responding either yay or nay or uh, delivering or not delivering on my requests. Um, but rather the idea of prayer is every dimension of link and of connection that we make between ourselves and Shemayim, us between ourselves and God. Um, and therefore, it follows the uh, realm of all of our prayers, which are not only, and in fact very little of them, are personal requests. It's all about praises. It's all about um, looking at God's greatness, at his goodness, at his benevolence, at his wondrousness, at the miracles that he wrought, at the wonderful things that he granted us, that he gave us. And pretty much the type of attitudes and the type of uh, interaction that one would have with one's dearly beloved, uh, which would not just be about requests. It's uh, the last thing probably in a good relationship that uh, one ever has on an agenda, which is what am I going to get out of it or uh, how much is in it for me or can I ask you for something? It's rather about um, a love relationship which needs to be built and needs to be there between ourselves and God. And very often we get lost somewhere along the way, um, both in a good, in a bad, in an ugly sometimes uh, type of a way in our um, busy and rat race kind of lives that we lead. We miss out on the finer art of that relationship between ourselves and between God. And this is the time when we need to... Take a hard and careful look at it again and say, Anila Dodiva Dodili, I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me. We're coming close to Rosh Hashanah. Let's work on that relationship between ourselves and God. This is Judaism 101.9 with Rabbi Michael Katz of Elovo. We're continuing with our discussion about the coming up month of Elul. 
it is, um, of course, just about upon us and um, getting there very rapidly. We're coming towards the end of this month of Menachem Av. And um, as we turn the corner after the three weeks and into um, a different kind of a mode, a different kind of a headspace, we now need to start focusing on the advent of the month of Elul. And speaking about one of the most important dimensions of that month and what we're supposed to really focus on is described in the verse, Anila Dodi Vedodili. I am to my beloved as my beloved is to me. Within that, we also understand that our relationship with God and our prayers that we say are reciprocal. Um, a relationship with anybody is reciprocal, is meant to be um, a two-way street. If it's a one-way street, it's not a relationship. It's uh, sometimes termed abusive, it's sometimes termed to be um, a one-sided relationship or it's a friendship where there's no friendship at all. We have to try and um, embroider upon the fact that our relationship with God is also not a one-way street. And to work on that during this month of Elul is really our um, incumbent task. It's something that we really need to try and do, not only to make sure that our prayers are correct, but that our entire relationship with Shamayim, with heaven, with God is actually correct. And very often people um, here, even from a religious point of view, kind of, I think, get off at the wrong stop, um, type of take the wrong turn. And that is that we believe or we think that we're kind of exempt from everything else because we're doing one part of uh, what it is that God requires from us. And we very often leave out the prayer um, system or the prayer uh, dimension of our relationship with Shammai, my relationship with God. You know, if I'm a good guy and I'm doing good things in my business, in my work, you know, isn't that enough? Or even taking it to a higher level, if I'm sitting and learning Torah 24 hours a day, is that not enough? Well, unfortunately, both of those things can become very, very self-serving and can become very, very self-driven and uh, start embroidering upon the ego, which um, makes you the center of this entire universe and everything seems to revolve around you, um, whereas prayer is something that is humbling. It is something that puts us um, at a far lower level than uh, God himself, but at the same time... <coughs> It is our very relationship with Shamayim, with Hashem, with God, that gives us our wherewithal to really not only face the world, but to deal with all the things that we're supposed to deal with along the way. And our prayers in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening is that time when we can humble ourselves, at, uh, as well as standing in the awesome presence of Shamayim, in the awesome presence of heaven, in the awesome presence of God himself, and really understand what it means, A, to be humble, B, to be the kind of individual, the kind of person that um, God ultimately wants us to be. And um, it's not about a lengthy period of time, but rather about um, having the feeling and the um, intuition and the ability during that a short period of perhaps that time that we allot to um, our interaction with God to be able to actually embroider upon it and to work on it. Um, it's not only good for us, it's um, truly something that opens up the channels for heaven to be able to come pouring through in a delightful and a light-filled way into um, this world, which is 
in dire need of a lot more light and a lot more um, goodness and a lot more kindness and a lot more niceness that um, should really and truly be going around. So Anila Dodi Vadodili is about opening up that channel, about making sure that we utilize the approach that we can and need to make to God during this time um, that is absolutely essential. There is a lot that has been said about um, this month being the king who is in the field, the idea of the king being in the field, the idea of Hamelech Basadeh, the king in the field. And what is that all about? Well, it's at this time that um, many Hasidic um, uh, interpretations would tell us that Hashem, so to speak, God himself, the Almighty, is not... Um, restricted. He is not in his palace with the palace gates locked with the a need for us to have to make appointments and uh, work through secretaries and then um, all sorts of rigmaroles in order to be able to get close and be able to address our requests, our wants, our likes, our dislikes, or even our praises to Shamayim. But during this time, the king is in the field. God is out and about, ready to accept, ready to forgive, ready to listen. Um, and it's easy for us to approach. So this is kind of the realm of this uh, safe haven of this um, time of this month that we're about to go into when we really can embroider upon, we really can work upon, and we really can improve our relationship with Shamayim, our relationship with heaven. Anila Dodi Vadodili, making our relationships um, with Shamayim, with God, all that much better. When we think about um, a second level, there, of course, is the level that is described, strangely enough, in the book of um, um, Esther, in the uh, Megillat Esther, uh, where once again the month of Elul's name is invoked in a sentence, in a few words, in a verse, at the end of the book uh, towards the end of the book of Esther, where in the whole story of Mordechai and Esther, we're told how we should celebrate the wonderful festival of Purim. Now, what has Purim got to do with the month of Elul? Well, here it is. It says, Ani ledodi vedodi li in the book of Shir Hashirim, but here it says, Ish lereihu umatanot leevyonim, which means each man to his fellow men and the giving of gifts to the poor. What are we talking about there? We're talking about the idea of having to give Mishloach Manot, giving food gifts to your friends, giving uh, monetary gifts to poor people so that they can feed themselves. We're talking about tzedakah, charity. But what's it all about? It's about relationships with other people. Now, very often we think or we feel, I guess, that as long as my relationship with Shamayim, with God, is good, um, what? Do I really need to have a great relationship with people for? Um, I don't care what people think about me. I'm not interested in what they say about me. Um, I actually don't care that much about people, some say. As long as I have a great relationship with God, I can ignore people. I don't have to greet them. I don't have to smile at them. In fact, um, I find them a little irritating. And therefore, um, let me leave people out of my life as much as possible, as long as I have my dearly beloveds close to me um, and um, God will know that um, I'm just not 
a people's person um, could perhaps be the argument. Here the Torah is telling us, hey, one second, you can't really have a relationship with God if you don't have a relationship with people. If you cannot recognize and work with and see the beauty and the wondrousness of each and every soul, of each and every person, of each and every individual, and that each and every one has an ashama, that they have a soul which is a real true part of God himself, how can you possibly say that you have a relationship with God? How can you have a relationship with God if you cannot have a relationship with each and every individual? People are um, really a microcosm of God and godliness on earth. Each and every soul is a part of God. If you can't get along with the smaller parts, how do you think you're going to get along with uh, the greater macro um, God or godliness? And so, therefore, we need to know that our relationship with each other is of paramount importance. Interestingly enough, the verse that, it's, that is quoted that has that acrostic once again and spells out Elul, which is Ish Lera'ehu Umatanot Levyonim, talks about two different modes or two different types of relationships and charity. There is charity certainly to the poor, where people are impoverished, where people need you, and where you can give to them. But what about Ishla Ra'ehu? What about certain acts of charity and kindness between just between friends, just between those who you come into contact with, just in between you and your peers, you <coughs> and those around you? It is of paramount importance that we have a great relationship with those people as well. It's not just about us being the ballet stockers, we would uh, term it, the ones who are giving uh, charity, and therefore it could be a little bit self-inflating and a little bit uh, self-exaggerating. But here we have the opportunity to improve upon our interpersonal relationships with each other, to make sure that our friends are truly our friends, to make sure that it's not one-way streets all the time in friendships, to make sure that it's not all about what I can get out of the relationship, but rather what can I do for the relationship and how can I share with this relationship and how can I give to others and how can I share with other people, let alone not only my um, uh, charity cases, so to speak, but my friends, those who are, who are around me, those who should be and can be close to me, work colleagues, people you come into contact with, there is so much charity that needs to be done on that kind of a level as well. And so we're talking about here the concept and the idea of um, fanning out and looking at our interpersonal relationships, which is very, very much part of the program of this month of Elul as well, to work on them, to make sure that our charity is up to date, to make sure that we are caring for other people, to make sure that we are really working on our interpersonal relationships. And so a second level of this month of Elul, as we move from Shamayim, from heaven down to earth, is really and truly about working on those interpersonal relationships as well. And then, of course, we move on to the idea of what about yourself? Um, ultimately, some work has to be done on me if I want to be able to improve on my relationship with you, whether you are you or you are God. <laughs> there has to be some kind of a, a working on oneself um, that needs to take place. And perhaps um, we have the order a little bit out of order. Perhaps this needs to come first. But be that as it may, um, the month of Elul really speaks to 
all of these call them uh, mantras call them different uh, modes of opera- of operation within our our um, um, vertical and our horizontal within our relationship with god and our relationship with people but what about our relationship or our interaction with ourselves we cannot really get along with other people if we don't get along with ourselves um, many, many people lead themselves to a type of a depression, um, and then they become unable to connect with Shamaim, unable to connect with God, and certainly unable to connect with and interact with other people. Everybody is bad because I'm feeling bad. Everything is dark because I'm feeling dark, and my God is letting me down because I cannot truly see the light outside, although people are telling me that it is shining. So... Working on ourselves, not just in seeing to it that our mental health is good and not just seeing to it that we are happy and that we're comfortable and that everything is um, going wonderfully and flowing correctly, but rather to have the notion, the idea that is expressed in these words, which is, Ina liyado v'samti l'cha. Ina liyado v'samti l'cha. Taken from the quote, from quoted from Torah, where the Torah talks about the idea of a city of refuge, an opportunity for a person to go into a place or a space and gain exoneration for sins perhaps that were committed inadvertently, things that you may not even be aware of, things um, that um, aren't that obvious and aren't necessarily that in inverted commas, punishable, but things that nevertheless are stains or marks or difficulties that are created for ourselves and are not allowing us to move forward in our relationship with God, our relationship with others, or in our relationship with ourselves. And to try and look at those things, to try and rehabilitate ourselves, which was certainly the program of the cities of refuge. So, ina leyado, an accident happened, v'samti lecha, God says, I've placed for you these places, these cities, these environments in which you can, number one, have the stains, the marks, the difficulties expunged from your souls, and at the same time, you can go through a rehabilitative process in order to fix it all up, and in order to make sure that you can truly move forward in every sense of the word. So, we're talking about Teshuvah. We're talking about self-introspection, which is otherwise termed return or Teshuvah. Be back with you right after this. This is Judaism 101.9 with Rabbi Michael Katz of Elovo. So what are the three important things to bear in mind for the coming month of Elul? Um, they are really expounded upon in the Shulchan Aruch, in the Code of Jewish Law, and all over Jewish literature, which are the three essentials of the whole month of Elul, as well as the month of Tishrei, really. Um, and we speak about them on the Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, and they are Tshuva, Tfila, and Tzedakah. What does that mean? Tshuva, return, or repentance, as it's often translated, Tfila, which is prayer, and Tzedakah, which is charity or acts of kindness. And if we think about it, those are the three things for which the month of Elul really stands. Number one, Teshuvah, as we said, the opportunity to take a look at yourself and work with yourself and improve upon 
yourself in every possible spiritual fashion. This is not about um, getting yourself into good nick and order from a physical point of view as much as it is spiritual, but perhaps in the same way as we would be careful from a physical point of view with our diet, with our physical exercise, with making sure that we do all sorts of things to ensure our physical health. We need to make sure that we ensure our spiritual health, that we are Right there and in tune with everything that we should be doing from a spiritual point of view, but at the same time, looking at ourselves in the mirror and taking care of all those inadvertent small little things, the things that we are prepared to tread underfoot, the things that we're prepared to gloss over, the things that aren't as important um, to us perhaps as they may be um, to others and to the outside world, we need to take a careful, hard look at them, return to where we really should be, getting back to our pristine, beautiful selves as we should be, making sure that our neshamas, that our souls, are very, very well looked after and well taken care of. And then we have um, second um, strata, which is moving from tshuva to tefillah. Um, which is Anila Dodiva Dodili, I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me, making sure that my relationship with my Sham- with Shamay, my relationship with my God is uh, beautiful, is right, is perfect, is correct, and that I am working on that relationship, making sure that I have a proper and thorough and beautiful interaction with God, not only in my personal prayers, but in everything, remembering to acknowledge that God is there in the good times as much as God is there in the bad times, and God is there in the bad times as much as the good that everything is actually dependent on God putting in his power, his energy um, into each and every item, each and every thing, each and every blade of grass and every single um, iota of information that is available and is here in this world, that everything comes from Shemaim, everything is from God. Bearing that in mind, we start to understand how to work upon our relationship with God. And then, of course, third, uh, finally, but certainly not least, is the idea of Ishlerei or Matanos Levionim, the idea of giving to others, the idea of Elul standing for our interpersonal relationships with each other, um, not just with those who are beneath us and those who are in need of our care, but with our friends, with uh, personal relationships, husbands and wives, uh, children and parents, uh, parents and grandparents, whatever it may be, brothers and sisters, um, and that kind of interpersonal relationships, remembering that um, <coughs> when you see something, you can probably only see it from your point of view. How about spending some time trying to see it from somebody else's point of view, thinking about the way that they are looking at it uh, back at you, and in that way, working on your relationships, on the beautiful relationships that we're supposed to have with each other, which should just mirror or just reflect up to our relationship with Shamayim, our relationship with God. Now, we have a wonderful program that is coming up on this coming Tuesday night, which I'd like you to make a special note of and try and attend if possible. It is taking place at the Santon Shul Hall. It is called Say Yes to a Better Year. And while we have chosen uh, there, and when I say we, we're talking about Chabad House, has chosen to um, operate this um, event and this evening actually as a launch for a much wider mitzvah, program, which is going to be following suit soon thereafter, we're really talking about um, three different levels of relationships that come across there as well. We've spoken about relationships per se, which perhaps 
could be the interpersonal relationships between man and man, but really we're going to be focusing on interpersonal relationships between husband and wife um, um, in a very, very spiritual and very beautiful um, launch for a whole program on a family sanctity, family purity. Um, we're also going to be talking about parenting. And uh, the parenting part, of course, with a man who appears very often on this radio show, David Abramson, who's going to be talking about um, parenting. And here, remember that kibud avaim, that respect for one's parents, we read about it in the parsha only um, uh, two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, where we read about the idea of, uh, where we read once again, sorry, the Ten Commandments, and we saw there that kibud avaim, that respect for parents really is contained in the mitzvot, that are between man and God. If we think about it, it's a symbol of our relationship with Shammai, my relationship with Hashem. And then, of course, um, the third speaker, who is going to be Nick Rabinovitz, who will give us an opportunity to look at ourselves, perhaps in an irreverent, maybe, um, but perhaps in a fun, uh, laughter kind of a fashion. But remember that behind every joke, behind every little bit of laughter, um, there is actually an element of truth, of course. And the idea of giving ourselves a unique opportunity to spend some time with three great speakers, with three great presenters, who are going to be presenting on better relationships. And that is, of course, an international guest speaker who's coming out specially for the occasion. Her name is Robertson Shandy Jacobson. Yes, you've heard the name Jacobson many times in uh, the Jewish world. She is the wife of Rabbi Simon Jacobson, Rabbi Simon Jacobson, who is the author of many, many books that people have uh, been able to study and read and be inspired by toward a meaningful life. Um, a 60 days um, uh, booklet on uh, the uh, Svirata Omer and so on. There are many that people use and uh, perhaps don't even realize uh, that they come from the same author, Rabbi Simon Jacobson. This is his wife, Shandy. She is also, therefore, the sister-in-law of the great um, speaker, Rabbi Wai. Y. Jacobson, Rabbi Yossi Jacobson, who's been here many, many times for many, many programs. She'll be addressing relationships. David Abramson will be talking about um, a, the parenting segment. And of course, Nick Rabinovitz sharing with you how to look at yourself, how to laugh, how to be a little bit happy, how to put a smile on your face, and how to make this truly a much, much better year. That's taking place Tuesday evening, 7.45 at the Santon Shul Hall. Please don't miss it. If you want to book, please go online to ChabadSouthAfrica.org and you can book there. Of course, there will be tickets at the door as well. Um, but get in early. Make sure you have your seats reserved. It's filling up very, very quickly. And make sure you don't miss a very, very bright, sparkling, entertaining, informative and wonderful way to set our new year in motion. It is Rosh Chodesh Elul. And what better opportunity to be able to do that than on this coming Tuesday evening. So we look forward to seeing you there and we hope that you will um, spend the next few days just planning how and what you're going to do to address and to interact with the various different um, parts and things that you can do to make this Elul an Elul to remember it and to make this year that is coming up a far, far better year. Don't forget Tuesday evening. Also, don't forget to have a great rest of the week, a great Shabbat up ahead. I look forward to being back with you uh, next week. Same time, same place. Uh, no public holidays that I know of coming up. So um, please, God, I'll see you or be with you again next week, Wednesday. Same time, same place. On Rosh Chodesh Elul, I want to wish you a great uh, Shabbat and uh, a wonderful Rosh Chodesh, a good Chodesh that is coming up soon.